Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Annie Jean-Baptiste, and I lead product inclusion at Google. I'm so excited to be here with you all today, and I wanted to welcome you to learning more about product inclusion. It may feel like a new concept, but it's really something that we can all have a part in. So at Google, we talk about building for everyone. And so how do we lean into that? It's really about making sure that no matter where in the world you live, what color your skin is, how old you are, or any of the things that make you you, you feel seen, validated, uplifted, and thought of in the product design process and when you pick up a Google product. So Google's mission is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. The product inclusion really leans into the universal part. We have billions of users all over the globe, and we want to make sure that Google is helpful to them in the moments that matter most. When we think about product inclusion, we're looking at 12 dimensions of diversity. So things like race, age, gender, ability, socioeconomic status, and more. We're also thinking about the intersections of those dimensions. So using myself as an example, I'm a Black woman and I'm also left-handed. It's not like I'm Black on Monday, left-handed on Tuesday, and a woman on Wednesday. All of these things are within me and they affect how I move through the world. It affects how the world receives me and it definitely affects how I leverage products. And so it's really important to think holistically about all of our users to make sure that the demographics that make them who they are, are present and thought of throughout the product design process. The tragedy of data means that if we don't have an inclusive input, then we won't have an inclusive output. It's important to recognize that technology can have bias if we're not intentional about bringing an inclusive lens throughout the entire product design process. One thing that's also unique about product inclusion is that we balance the business and the human case. There's a misconception that underrepresented groups don't have power. But as you'll see, there are 1 billion people in the world with a disability. U.S. Black consumers have $1.4 trillion in purchasing power. And we're seeing record growth with mobile app usage and users coming online from places like Nigeria. So it's really important to understand that as a business grows, it's important to think about a diverse set of constituents. Now I'd like to walk you through some of the findings on the research for the business case for inclusion that we've been doing over the past year. The first finding is that there are four main touch points in the product inclusion system. And when you're thinking end to end about product design, there are many touch points where you could bring an inclusive lens. But what we found were that teams came back to these touch points time and time again, and it really affected their output. Those four points are the ideation, user research and design, user testing, and marketing phases. So it may be that teams looked at ideation and marketing, or user research and user testing, or another combination, but it was really important that they took their learnings and cascaded them throughout the product design process. Another interesting finding was that no matter who you are, the majority of users prefer inclusive product design and inclusive marketing. So it's not just that underrepresented groups want to feel seen and validated. It's actually that the majority of users wanted to see diversity reflected in both products and marketing. The final point of research that was really interesting was that teams, regardless of makeup, could build more inclusively. 
So as we are all moving towards teams that represent the world accurately, it's important to note that you can be intentional about bringing an inclusive lens, regardless of your team's representation. So I think that this is really an exciting thing for all of us. We can all work to make products and services that accurately reflect the world. And it's about asking who else and thinking through what voices have historically been at the margins that you can bring to the center and really co-create and collaborate to make better outcomes for everyone. The next example is Duo Low Light, which is our video calling feature. The team was very intentional about being proactive, but bringing an inclusive lens from the onset. And one of the things they thought about was making sure that everyone was represented accurately, no matter their lighting conditions. It's important to note that skin tone is only one of the dimensions that they thought of. You can think about people who may have Wi-Fi versus 4G access or who maybe are calling their friends and family by candlelight. It's really important to make sure that multiple dimensions of diversity are considered. And now I'd like to walk you through three principles of product inclusion. So if you remember anything from this presentation, I hope you remember these three things. The first one is to address the user. We talked about 12 dimensions of diversity and the intersections of those dimensions. So things like age, race, ability, gender, and more really need to come into the fold when you're building for everyone and with everyone. The second is to start with equity. This shouldn't be an afterthought or a checklist. Again, think end-to-end -end about your product design process and where are there key points where you can ask who else and bring an inclusive lens. The third principle is to continually test. It's important to understand that we're all on a journey and it's important to always be constantly iterating and improving based on past results. You wanna make sure that you're talking to the community and collaborating with the community on an ongoing process. It's not a checklist or one and done. Product inclusion works when everyone has accountability. It can't live within one person, one team. It really has to be cascaded throughout. Google has taken a top-down and bottoms-up approach to make sure that everyone has a stake in building for everyone and with everyone. And Googlers across the company are doing this work, from Eng to product managers to program managers, marketers, and our leaders. Googlers across the company are driving product inclusion. Again, this can't just sit within one team. So it's important that everyone feels they have a stake. We actually have 2000 Googlers who we call inclusion champions who have opted in to helping us test our products to build more inclusively. Everyone is excited about making sure that we're building for everyone and with everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this short presentation on product inclusion. I hope that it helps you think about building for everyone with everyone and bringing an inclusive lens to the work that you do every day. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.